Hello, listeners. My name is Mark. If you have been enjoying the Listener Lore episodes, please come over to my separate podcast feed, Lorehammer Listener Lore. On this daily podcast channel, I will be reading one story a day and sharing your creative works with others and giving my feedback at the end. So, if you like Grimdark 40k short stories, come join me at Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Eric, my man, my man, my main man, Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Awesome. That is the other host of Lorehammer. Yeah, the host. Yeah, hey. The Well, the better looking host, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll go with that now. Yeah. That's as good as we got. <laughs> now that that's out of the way. Whoa. Welcome to la, 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 Lorehammer. Boom. It's the podcast about lore of Warhammer. Have you always wondered where hammers came from? Early stone cavemen discovered the hammer first by tying a rock to a stick. What? Using camel hair. I wouldn't have known that unless. And I that was is the, the lore of the hammer. Are you bullshitting me? Or is that real? <laughs> you know, who was that? Yeah, I was. He was the one conducting this experiment. <laughs> yeah, I'm the hammer, Mark. <laughs> Mark, you can't just do archaeological digs in your backyard. <laughs> And expect us to take it as truth. Wow, buried treasure. Look at this gold <laughs> yeah. foil. Mark, that's a gum wrapper. <laughs> no, man, it's 60,000 years old. Uh, yeah, so that's, I guess, my new pastime, digging in my backyard. Good good to know. For for science purposes, for obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, today we are doing, well, you know what? I guess I didn't introduce. Excuse fucking me. You Dylan. didn't even recognize like, that I'm sitting here next to you. I went through all the effort to come all the way over here. <laughs> A 14-hour drive. So uh, <laughs> when did um when did Lawhammer get it in their budget to be able to afford the number one Lawhammer guest? Like, you guys obviously <laughs> have gotten a couple extra clicks from here and the last time I was here. Um, what on earth <laughs> makes you think that you're worth any amount of money? Hey, man, the votes are in. The votes are in. It is being decided by the people. I am, in fact, the best thing that has all ever happened to Lawhammer. I am your number one asset. I think that's why you need to be on today, mm-hmm. okay? I've known a lot of people, and I've not known a lot of smart smart people, sure. so including myself. Sure, I can tell. So the fact the that we're vo- Yeah, exactly. The fact that we're able to vote doesn't really prove anything. It just means that a bunch of stupid people have an opinion. You know what happens yeah. when people vote? What? Yeah. You get Bodie McBoatface. That's you get true. Bodie McBoatface, you know Dylan. That's You're a meme in our community. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't know if you ever knew that. I don't know if you ever knew. But I am a real individual with a growing war band. See, this will be your last words before the studio burns around behind you guys. Glad I could infiltrate on in here. But uh, the love is strong. And it makes sense that you want to use me to your own advantages. Because I am that popular. Oh, yeah. The, the greatest asset. We had a vote on greatest. this board. Sorry, did you say uh, greatest or greenest? Green. Oh, they're the same one. I mean, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be for real. Big D Dylan. The greenest asset that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Mark hits me up. He's like, yo, we need to find out like who's the best. Who? What do people want to listen to? Who's the number one yeah, guy? Yeah, who's re- the most attractive that. man in Lawhammer? <laughs> I smart? regret that. Who's the- <laughs> 
And I was like, don't worry, Mark, I got you. It's, it's you know, I, I know you're a man of self-aggrandizing, creating two podcasts about yourself. But you know what? Let me take the reins this time and be the person that posts it. Uh, and you know what? Lo and behold, I'm the hot shit. Sorry, guys. Mm. I think uh, I'm on the up and up. I, I definitely did see a lot of love sent towards you during yeah, that thing. Yeah. But I will say it... It felt weird that you were the one running the contest, yeah. and lo and behold, you just happened to be the number one pick. Like I'm, I'm almost wondering <laughs> that you're whispering people and <laughs> you're seditiously being like, "You better vote for me right now on this thing." If you ever want to see your child yeah. again, I scroll every single Jeez. reaction every day That's to right. see those names to embed them into my brain. <laughs> so one day I can thank you in person. Thank you. I love the votes. Uh, love the respect. If, ha- if you have <laughs> no idea what we're talking about right now, <laughs> it's because on our Discord, uh, Dylan has ran a little bit of a contest. Mark a popularity. Me. It was his idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because he didn't want to do it himself because you were like, I can't do this. I'm the chapter of the Discord. I'm the freaking master. I don't want to talk to the plebeians, I think, was my direct words. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I've I'm never been here. about talking to the people. Yeah, I'm up no there. And what they're he says behind your back way listeners. Yeah. down here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, regardless, I like the couple of throws out to uh, my girlfriend Natalie. It's like five votes. It makes, it makes me happy. She's part of See, this is why I'm saying the things are nice. rigged. I didn't even get a single vote. Now, can you repeat what you said to me before? <laughs> did, <laughs> did you not get a, a vote on that? I don't even know if my name was on it. I, no, you're not a guest. You're a freaking Oh, name. that makes sense. Because I was about to say, I didn't see any votes for Eric. But that's probably because no. my name wasn't there. Didn't want to embarrass y'all. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day. The real... I was also in there, if you didn't notice. I had the most votes. It's the one with the highest <laughs> number. Me. That's oh me. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw that. I saw that. I, I heard about it. Yeah. I fucking heard about it. I have been hearing about it. Okay, so there was a moment because you had every single person that we had on there, even if it was only for one episode. Correct. It's like twenty-something names. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments of watching that whole popularity contest unfold <laughs> was at one point Christian had uh, five votes for you know we love Christian the most, and then. Scrolling way down at the bottom, you see my girlfriend, uh, Megan, <laughs> who has four votes. And, and she, now this is not her fault. She was on one of the worst episodes. She was ever. on a Tao episode. A Tao sphere of expansion where we basically just bitched for two hours yeah. to her. Like, Megan, and this is why this is dumb. And Megan, this is why. She's like, what the fuck is this podcast that you guys do? Why is it just so full of hatred? But I'm glad she got the votes. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that Megan was almost as popular as Christian, uh, dude, who you, has been on a lot of our episodes. You promised us he would never come back. This is your fault because he's a returning guest. He got that one extra vote. She's been that one extra episode. Yeah. You know that all you have to do is look at Lorehammer's track record of bringing Christian back on, and you know that we cannot keep our word. Clearly. Like, yeah. Any promise we give you, all you have to do is be like, but didn't you tell me Christian wasn't going to be on again? That's why you don't make promises. You just say soon. Exactly. You just say, I don't know. No, 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 maybe. No. Can I confess? Can I? That one extra vote, I actually voted That was Christian. you? <laughs> <laughs> he got my one vote. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I recently uh, had a vote of votes episode. I know. He was, so, so what are you doing with once you compile these yeah. votes? What are you doing with it? Uh, well, I printed it out, and I infl- enlarged my name, and it's now on multiple walls inside my house. Right, so no right, No matter right. where I am within my own home, I can at least take my clothes off and look at my names and see how many likes I've got. And, you you, just, know, you do a little bit of a nipple twist yeah, yeah. when you say, ooh, Dylan, oh, it's all ritual. 23 it's all votes. Yeah, ooh. Um, yeah, let, me throw, let me throw a number at you that's yeah. just going to make your feelings get 
hurt. Don't hurt your brain there. I know counting for you can be a struggle, it's but g- no, no. Reading, I'm a great math guy. That's why I thrive at Warhammer. You want to know two plus two four? Okay, <laughs> that was fast. That was pretty quick. <laughs> that was really fast mental More than math. I <laughs> start this episode um we're doing a listener lore today i guess yeah i'm so happy we're doing this <laughs> listener lore number 18 holy smokes yeah listener lore episodes if this is your very first one uh what we do is we ask you guys is for your terribly thought out lore <laughs> hor- horrifically written chunky hard for us to get through but what we do is we we try and struggle our way through it yep. and then we uh I'm using air quotes here. We <laughs> critique it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we somehow think we're, like, professionals or something, like, that we have, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. book writing experience. Ooh, I can read. Yeah, yeah. And so- I can use knowledge <laughs> and talk, yeah. you know, like, stupid stuff. So we'll do that after, yeah. So you just read people's hard work, all the, the hours yeah. they've spent into writing all this shit out, and you just make fun of it. Is that what you're telling me? You're just going to belittle all these people? And I would never. Start? No, no, no. It's critiquing. Oh, okay. My criticism. Yeah, just... You guys are soft. You know what? You know what Elf yells up to? Yo, let's bring it back to me for a oh second. Oh my god! Let's talk Warhammer, the better podcast of the Warhammer <laughs> umbrella. Don't know if you've heard of it. Patreon.com/slash Let's Talk Warhammer. Oh. But in two days' time, we are doing a list, our own listener lore episode. Have you heard it? Have you heard? Have wow. You heard so what's with other podcasts just stealing our tried and true stuff? So almost, first we got Star Wars. Now we got LTL doing lore. No, no, no. Almost like they recognize real talent. Yeah. And they're like, well, I have none for myself. Yeah. I got 17 votes on the Discord. That's I right. must be pretty hot. I must Shit. be popular. It's 25 and counting. And also, that's my gig, okay? My entire podcast is just people being better than me and me reading their shit. But in two days' time, we're doing a, our own version of the Listen to Lore. If you're interested in Listen to Lore, which is going to be Lore Slammers. All right? Lore Slammers. Okay. Slam that law down. It's going to be roast my listener law. We're going to take all this bullshit that we're reading now. You know what? I could steal this story and I could do it better in two days' time. Instead, I'm actually going to make fun of it. I mean, you say you do, but you don't really. So, I mean, like, you kind of hands behind your back, you know. In the way that... Work, you know, no, we do the Oreo sandwich method. That's, yeah, that's yeah. our preferred method. Oh, for, sure. You, for sure. You can offer criticisms in the show, but you still need to try and... Fu- and keyword there is try. <laughs> You need to try and find some positive things about it. But in in yours, you're just having a cream spoon where it's just spoon of shit. No, 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 no. Over and over where it's like... trying to sluggishly try to chew through the sandwich, we're going to throw it in your face, all right? right. It's going to be a little bit differently. Now, we'll we'll try to chew through this tonight. We'll do our best. We'll see how we go. We'll all pretend it's good writing, but not really. Not that it ever really is. If if you want to see Dylan dialed three times greater than what he's at right now. Yeah. Definitely check out Let's Talk Warhammer. And the energy there is obviously very different. Dylan's stripping right now. Yeah, I'm hot. I'm Dylan, whoa, the guys, energy there is very different. We have a camera. I just want you to know that, Dylan. I'm trying to block it as best oh, yeah, I don't can. Don't watch but... this. If you're a Patreon, unsubscribe to Warhammer so you don't see my face. Ah. It hasn't been many instances I've been on this shit. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> no, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think you understood. We actually don't like telling people to not be our patrons. <laughs> what? We no, actually dude. prefer no, to tell them. It. No, reverse psychology, man. People fall for it all the time. Look, I'm not you a reverse psychologist. <laughs> you know, I just got my regular psychology. Uh, yeah, I'm just a regular psychologist. <laughs> we'll turn around and you fill the bills. Simple as that. Just do a spin. Holy shit. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's dive in. Let's do the episode. Let's listen along so, with Mark and Eric and Dylan. Uh, Sorry. This first one is actually 
uh, kind of a doozy. Mm-hmm. So Very long. we're going to take some breaks in between, mention a couple things that we want to highlight and say are great. But also, uh, we're also going to take turns reading it because it's yeah. a little too much for, for one person to handle one all on their own. So uh, It's a hell of a submission. This thing's huge. Yeah, It's a beast. But you know what? It's Andrew's beast. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I Andrew, you if beast. you're listening, thank you for this submission. Uh, here we go. Here we go. All right, so this is titled The Magnificent Seventh. The Seventh Elysian Drop Troop Regiment has seen service across the Imperium since their founding in 937 M41. They were founded initially to help fight against a Necron tomb world belonging to the Sotek dynasty and subsequently saw action against Tau incursions around the Damocles Gulf. However, the events of the Imperium Nihilus quickly brought an end to the Magnificent Seventh's involvement against the Tau. The regiment was quickly redirected to the jungle world of Navarre's Folly, or Navarre, Navarre's Folly, in an attempt to combat the chaos cults that sprang up on the planet in the wake of the Cicatrix Maledictum. <clears throat> jungle Combat The 7th Regiment has been embroiled in the fight against the chaos cults of Navarre's Folly for several years, and have become specialized in jungle combat. This is illustrated by an increased reliance on Valkyrie transports, which give two major benefits. Firstly, there is a decrease in the risk of jump mishaps in the thick foliage, and secondly, the troopers do not have to walk everywhere in the jungles, enabling them to conserve their energy for combat. The regiment also fields a higher amount of flamer and plasma weaponry than usual, in order to burn through the thick undergrowth. The Magnificent Seventh also increased their complement of veterans, from a platoon-sized element to a full company to better support jungle operations. This veteran company has two major roles. The first is deep reconnaissance patrols to locate and potentially destroy cultist hubs in the towns and villages, acting as the regiment's eyes and ears as they move to root out the heretics. The second role is that of direct action. Once contact is made by the regiment, the battle is joined. The veterans will deep strike into the battle, and their skill and experience allow them to grab shoot through the trees and immediately into the enemy's flanks. Aside from the increased use of Valkyrie transports, the 7th Elysian heavily utilizes their supporting complement of strike aircraft. The Avengers strike fighters, Thunderbolts, Lightning strike fighters, and Vulture gunships provide much-needed fire superiority for the drop troopers, whose las guns can often lack the punch necessary to penetrate through the undergrowth. So... Yeah, Dylan is now going to take over. Are we talking about what we just started? We just keep going. Oh, if there's anything cool you want to point out. Yeah, he said it would be easier to drop in if there was <sighs> thick foliage, but that just means he would hit more shit. I thought that die. too, but I just right? like, man, like I don't, I've never jumped out of an airport and play, airplane into a forest before. So I'd, I'd say just, if I jumped out of a plane, I'd want to go through ideal. free space, not yeah. through a series of trees. Um, yeah. That's my only gripe. It's well now, so far. Now, they do have grav shoots. I so, was thinking so they about can this. steer okay. themselves, yeah, right? Yeah, I can pull okay, up an illusion okay. drop troop. They do have grav shoots, sure. but still. Well, that's pretty cool. But that's they maybe can... their specialty. That's yeah. why they're so good on this planet. Ah, so, right. if anyone can do it, it's them. It's them. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Because yeah. it is tough. That, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. thought yeah. is, is that instead of traveling 300 kilometers through the jungle, right. they travel 300 kilometers <laughs> through the air, and then they only have to navigate... Mm. The distance between the air to the ground through jungle, as opposed and to fifty percent of them die during that. It's fine. It's yeah, the guard. You just get more. You just get more. Yeah. If they yeah. have aerial control, they should be fine. This is a picture of an legion drop. Oh, sick. They have these like pretty decent sized jetpacks. It looks yeah. like you can steer that thing. It looks yeah. like you could land on a branch if you wanted to or some shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. It checks out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they're free falling. Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, that was yeah, the impression I got. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Cool. 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 I'm glad we talked about it. All right. Uh, drop troopers. 
The standard drop trooper of the 7th Elysian Drop Troop Regiment is outfitted much the same as drop troopers of other Elysian regiments, with MK4 um, Akatran patterned las guns, um, Mark 7 carapace armor. That's 12. 12s. <laughs> Fuck you. And type 5 pressure suits. Helmets. That's better. Um, their combat fatigues have been dyed olive drab in order to help them blend in better with the jungle environment, and their carapace armor has similarly been painted dark green. The troopers uh, sport a campaign badge for the current campaign on their left knee pad. Usually, tick marks denoting the number of combat jumps survived by each trooper is displayed on the side of the helmet. I like that. That's yeah, really that's cool. So trophies, sweet. trophies, right? Yeah. Um, however, this practice is not widespread amongst the regiment, as the majority of troops are not actively participating in combat jumps on the, na- on the Navir's folly. Rank is denoted uh, the same as the other Elysian units. Most squads are equipped solely with las guns, with supporting squads fielding a flamer. This has the dual benefit of ignoring cover that the heretics may seek in the undergrowth and helping to burn undergrowth away when the company establishes a patrol base, although the latter usage is heavily discouraged as a waste of munitions. The rank-and-file drop troopers are far from the cannon fodder of other Astra Militarium regiments. Even in such cutthroat war as on Navir's folly. Navir, is that what I was saying? I was saying Navar Navar, or Navar sounds better. I like that. And it phonetically kind of, yeah. Um, cut tr- as another Navarre's folly. Oftentimes, the Seventh Regiment is used to conduct combat air assaults, attacking the enemy by insecting directly into the enemy's positions. These assaults require colossal amounts of bravery and individual initiative to succeed. Quite often, the attacking unit of Elysians will be tasked to remain in the field for days or weeks after the attack, searching the area for more heretical forces to eliminate. Okay, that's exactly what I was wondering. Like, once you do your drop, I'm assuming you bring (laughs) enough supplies to kind of make, like, a forward command base where you drop. And then you scour the area, maybe you, you patrol slowly outwards, and then once that area is cleared, which might even take months, then you call for an evac, you get out, you move to the next location. Because... You honestly can't move fast through this jungle, and it doesn't make any sense to try and blaze a trail. Mm. Yeah, and it's all just guerrilla warfare, too. Even if you did blaze a trail, you're not going to find them. Exactly. Avoid your trail. Because they're way too fast. Yeah. It's hard enough penetrating and finding a foot, so when you do, you want to secure it. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Sure. I also like the use of flamers here. Like, that makes sense in a jungle scape as well. Yeah. I do like that they are discouraged as wasteful <laughs> munitions. Oh, just wait till they hear that they use plasmas, too. <laughs> the line was, no. they use flamers yeah, and yeah. plasmas to clear the foliage. That's so. just to light the captain's cigar. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> grifer, grifer. All right, veteran troopers. While veterancy of a trooper is usually determined by the trooper's survival of eight or more combat drops. Okay, cool. On Navir's Folly, the 7th Regiment has opted to change this in order to more accurately reflect operations. In order to maintain traditions as best as possible, determination of veteran status depends on how many successful Valkyrie insertions a trooper survives. After eight successful insertions, the trooper is considered a veteran. This is due to the highly lethal nature of combat in the jungles of Navarre Folly. Any trooper who survives eight insertions and subsequent missions has a wealth of combat experience and know-how, and is more than capable of carrying out more advanced missions sets they are tasked with. However, upon joining the, uh, the ranks of the veteran company, a trooper will once again execute command drops into the jungle. This is part of their standard employment on Navir's Folly. In order to best utilize their unique equipment and higher skill levels, the veterans will routinely combat drop into the flanks of any enemy positions using their grav shoots to slow their descent and avoid this thick overhead cover at the last minute. 
This tactic allows the regiment to retain its tactical flexibility while also reducing the risk that large numbers of troopers will get caught up in the trees before they get to the fight. It's cool that he is bringing up that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, going like, it's he's pretty well fleshed it out, right? It's <laughs> like, very well thought from out. From our original question, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Outside of the direct combat actions, the veteran company fills any important role in the guerrilla fight against the Chaos Cults. In order to locate the hidden camps that the cults operate out of the veterans, uh, to locate the hidden camps that the cults operate out of, the veterans execute deep reconnaissance patrols. Once they have located a camp or main supply route, the veterans can do several things. Firstly, they can radio in the in the location of the target for prosecution by air power belonging to the Imperial Navy or the squadrons attached to the Elysian Regiment. Secondly, they can target in for an attack by the Seventh Elysian Drop Troop Regiment. Finally, they can mark the target for further observation or attack at a later date. <clears throat> While the veteran troopers of the 7th Regiment are equipped with the same body armor as the standard troopers, many have elected to trade their generic drab, olive drab combat, combat fatigues with a more distinctive tiger strike camouflage pattern used by the planetary pleat PDF. Hmm, okay. This is, a mark, uh, this is less a mark of respect for the PDF and more of, of a desire to stand out and be distinguished from the cherry line troopers. <laughs> Is that a thing? Uh, he he puts quotation marks. Cherry line troopers. I'm not an army guy. Yeah, I've never heard that either. But uh, I'm sure someone who's listening is an army guy, <laughs> and they'll be able to tell us. Okay, perfect. I love sweets and desserts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you cherry line just trooper, come here and give me a big old kiss. <laughs> someone sends in a picture of him sitting on a tank eating a cherry, and it's like, okay, don't worry. Fuck. Along this, these same lines, many of the veteran troopers paint the backs of their helmets with crude image of the Tungani, a native species of felinid predator. That's cool. Yeah. Additionally, the veteran squads tend to be outfitted with higher proportion of plasma guns than the standard drop troops. This maximizes their effective combat power, enabling the veterans to pack a larger punch than a similarly sized squad of troopers would pack, especially in the veteran combat drop into the enemy flanks or rear. Veterans are dope. Yeah. They're real cool. Yeah, I like that tiger stripe camouflage yeah, pattern. Yeah. Like, Super strong. Someone explained something to me. Yeah. Um, so the way that regular veterans see is normally determined is eight or more combat drops. Yeah. Correct. But yeah. on Navarre's Folly, it says after eight successful insertions. So I wonder, do we know the difference between a combat drop versus an insertion? They all sound mm. to me like they're coming out yeah. of an aircraft. Yeah. It sounds like a combat drop is the action of the dropping itself, whereas an insertion is probably the whole operation. Okay. That would be my guess. That would make sense. So yeah. they have to drop. They have to do their reconnaissance. Yeah. They have yeah. to fight, outflank. You do and... a combat drop to insert. Right. That would be my okay. I, that would be my idea, yeah. But like, it's still weird. Like, If you drop eight times, you're either dead or you do it. Maybe you don't. <laughs> and, and if you're dead, you don't veteran. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. It's it sounds similar enough where it yeah. probably is the same thing. Yes, maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Andrew can have some clarification for us. Yeah. once he listens to this, I, I do like that he does have like the way to veterancy and how mm -hmm. you do it. So. It's like a special thing. Yeah. It's close enough that you can see its roots. Yeah, but he makes some kind of distinction that it's yeah. supposed to be his own. I like yeah. that. It, yeah, it's cool that like this regiment. Yeah, he is coming up with his own traditions yeah. specifically because of this planet. Yeah, too, yeah. So. Uh, the tiger stripe. Yeah, yeah, being one of those, the Tugani. Yeah. Um, which yeah. Yeah, they, if they, you're yeah. if you're paying attention, you'd realize that those are cat girls. Correct. <laughs> Wait, what? He's doing yeah. Felonid are the cat humanoid species. Oh, so what? Uh, are they are these troopers like? Um, so they're putting like 
Are they idolizing these? Which I'm assuming are explicitly, maybe even pornographic images of these Tugani on their helmets. One can hope. But also having, well, that's fantastic. I mean, obviously leaning into that. They think they're beasts of the forests being, you know, veterans. You're like, they're going to lean into the things that exist in the forest that are fierce or ferocious. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes sense that they're putting that kind of imagery on themselves. Um, I love it. I love the visual descriptions. I think that's what intrigues me the most. It's very cool. These guys seem hardcore. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to their vehicles. Uh, the 7th Elysian Drop Troop Regiment makes extensive use of its attached attack and transport squadrons. The terrain and foliage covering Navarre's Folly oftentimes makes utilizing ground vehicles difficult off-road. However, the regiment has had some success in using drop sentinels equipped with heavy flamers to burn enemy cultists out of their defensive positions. The sentinels' all-terrain capability allows them to weave between the trees and overcome difficult terrain. Taros assault vehicles and Taros venerators, or venators, are also used, although not as widely as the sentinels. The thick jundle undergrowth of the planet is highly restrictive and greatly inhibits the otherwise mobile, mobile wheeled vehicles. However, the lowlands of Navarre's Folly do host wide grasslands, which offer more opportunity to exploit the speed and maneuverability of the Taros platform. Additionally, the vehicles will sometimes be dropped as part of an assault terrain permitting, where their grenade launchers, flamers, and las cannons lend weight to the assault. Cool. Sick. Yeah, pretty standard. Yep. Uh, regimental and company commanders. Um, so the regimental commander is Colonel Harry Hal Morris. Hal being obviously the nickname. Mm. Colonel Morris has led the regiment for the better part of the last 20 years, replacing the original regimental commander after the former was cut down by a squad of Necron Lichgard while attempting to fight his way to the overlord leading the army. A grizzled veteran of innumerable combat jumps, Colonel Morris holds absolutely fast to the belief that his steadfast Elysian drop troopers will eventually root out the last of the heretical scum on Navarre's folly. And his quote is, Get up and jump out, boys! You can't kill the enemy from up here! Colonel Morris. That was good. Nice. That, that was perfect. Pretty good take. I like um, your interpretation. I really liked. Uh, I really liked that this regiment is new and specifically like they made a new regiment. They sent it to this planet. It has like, a purpose. Yeah. 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 I cannot yeah. stress how much yeah. like that's pretty much why new chapters or regiments are created to combat a very specific need. <laughs> sure, they don't yeah. just randomly make it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they do, but it has <laughs> meaning. Yeah. yeah. Has no, I really like that. Yeah. I was wondering if uh, how how old this regiment was, but uh, I like that the planet isn't only jungle. I kind of get tired of those mono environmental. Sure planets definitely yeah, all i have yeah. on this planet is ice all there yeah. is there's sand it gets everywhere i hate it <laughs> it makes know? it easy for storytelling it's like it's an ice world and it's like yeah. does it have to be you know exactly so in this one at least we know there's really thick jungle where mm-hmm. the cultists are hiding and then there's also grassy lowlands mm-hmm. and so i like the fact that he says normally we fight in the jungle but we even have a way to deal with grassland assaults yeah 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 that's yeah. Oh, freaking cool i like it all right um navas navar that's how we're saying that right However you want. Say it again for me. I say Navarre or Navarre. I like that. Navarre's folly. Named after the explorator, (laughs) Magus, who first discovered the world millennia ago. Navarre. 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 Thank you. Every time I say it wrong, correct me. I got you. Navarre's folly is a paradise world composed of several (laughs) large continents. Didn't we just... Discuss. It's it's separated by large oceans. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. This guy's in our brains, man. He's he's, he's just crazy. All right. The landmass covers approximately one third of the planet's surface and is covered in thick, dense jungle, except for the poles. 
The local population inhabits several large cities, with smaller populations spread out in small villages or towns. There are a number of resorts sprinkled across the planet, ranging from seaside beach villas to sprawling highland retreats. Since the beginning of the cult uprisings, some of these resorts have been taken over by the Astra Militarum and the Imperial Navy, as their private spaceports facilitate the shuttling of troops and supplies onto the planet. The standard Imperial Tithe does not apply to Nav- Nav- Navar. Navarre's folly. Thanks, dude. I'm so glad I you're here you. with me, man. <laughs> as its population has been deemed too low to adequately supply regiments of Astra Militarum for service. Instead, the planet pays its dues to the Imperium by allowing scattered bands of Majos biologi, biologi to comb... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you what mocking is- me? No! <laughs> Are you, no flattery. Are you Mockery fun is flattery. Of the way I sound. No, I <laughs> love it. Sturdy I am. <laughs> the planet I pays. Think about it before I go to bed at night. I love it. <laughs> so do I. The planet <laughs> pays its dues to the Imperial by allowing the scattered bands of Majors Belial July to comb the jungle to find flora and fauna to be used in their experiments. The PDF that Navas. Navar. <laughs> Why can't I say it? You'll get it eventually. He's able to produce. <laughs> <laughs> is able to produce a little more than a paper tiger. Fair enough. They present the image of a well-protected, secure planet in order to attract patrons for the results. Um, for the results, that is. But realistically present, present little threat to a determined adversary. It is this laxity that allows the chaos cults to take root in this otherwise pristine world. Okay, so there's like movers and shakers in this world. There's like some kind of upper class thing going on. You know, there's well, it's fine a paradise here, world. Right? Right? Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that aesthetic. That's really cool. You know, that yeah. uh, this is meant to be a world where there's no fighting. Mm-hmm. There's no problem with like an uprising or rebellious population. The only hard choices on Navari is determining which did you want to spend the night with <laughs> that's the tough choices they have well to make. also where do you want to eat you know there's got to be a yeah, lot yeah. of different what tropical drink do you want to exactly to yeah. system that's all gonna be good that's but true the cat girl that's 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 that uh that one takes some skill to pick the right one yeah so it, a paradise world and i like the idea that there's a cultist activity on this paradise world and he even explains why there is you know yeah. it's it's the pdf that has, People are soft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They it's haven't been the as disciplined as they yeah. should have been, yeah. and you know, and, and when you aren't disciplined, chaos takes root. Being rich makes you soft. <laughs> oh. The rich comes here to be soft. Eat the all. rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. It's this is cool. Very well written. Honestly, yeah. As much as I'm enjoying this, it, it's so. a very intriguing world, and it's only getting more and more like fleshed out. It's very cool. Yeah. Ready. The cultist uprisings. Uh-oh. After the aftershocks of the Sycadictus maledictum's traumatic birth ripped across the galaxy, the inhabitants of uh, Navari's Folly thought little of the event. After all, it was a peaceful planet, and the PDF made a good show of competency. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the, Cicti- the the Great Rift awoke several nascent chaos... Nascent. Nascent? Okay, what does that word mean? Uh, like, uh, not dead, but like... Uh, hiding dormant dormant's yeah, 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 yeah. a good way okay yeah. okay 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 um woke up several nascent cults on the planet driving them to begin their nefarious plans to rise up and claim the world for the chaos gods these cults established support areas in the expansive wilderness of navari's fo- uh, navari's folly taking advantage of the thick planet growth that create uh, greatly reduced the pdf's ability to detect and observe their activities 
The isolation from major population centers also enabled the cultists to establish a network of support between local villages and spread their corrupting influence further and further, setting up offshoots of their cults across the world. The first signs of trouble began when the cult of the Red Disciples overran and slaughtered the inhabitants of one of the planet's beach resorts in an orgy of wanton destruction. <clears throat> Hundreds of inhabitants and resort patrons were wiped out overnight, their heads stacked into a pile and the blood used to draw profane symbols dedicating the land to the slaughter of corn. The bodies were never recovered. Oof. Oh. <laughs> Those ones were dedicated to Slanish, but we don't need to get in <laughs> yeah, yeah. with them. The PDF responded too late to fight the cultists. Subsequent massacres occurred at the other resorts, resorts and villages across the world, with the PDF almost always failing to either prevent or drive off the cultists. Off-world reinforcements were hesitantly requested, and only in small numbers initially, as the planetary governor did not want to give the impression that things were out of hand. Initial reinforcement proved too little to effectively combat the cultists as well. Though the, though the reinforcements, several regiments of Cadian Catechan units, proved effective in combat, there were simply not enough of them to cover all the ground that was needed to deny the cultists resources and safe haven. The arrival of the 7th Elysian Drop Troop Regiment. I always read Cadian as Canadian. It's so close. But <laughs> it's not Canadian, it's Cadian. Canada stands. Canada. <laughs> yeah. On guard for thee. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> There's a bit of culture for you guys. There's a little a culture. International Canadian <laughs> culture for your ears. The 7th Elysian <laughs> Drop Troop Regiment quickly responded to the second request for aid from the planetary governor. They quickly assumed responsibilities for a large portion of the northern continent. Their operation mobility, operational mobility enables them to quickly respond to cultist attacks and gives them the reach to locate and attack enemy camps deep within Navarre's Follies jungles it's it's funny sometimes it's navari's folly sometimes it's navari's follies both it's i would say if you see it's navar navar follies navar's folly is what it is so navar's follies yep is what it should be i think <laughs> i don't know what folly means in terms in a geographical uh context like folly you have to have it's like a ford <laughs> like a fjord. <laughs> like a fjord. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's like a, like a windslap plane, right? Like hills and stuff. <laughs> you the regiment has been responsible for uprooting several major cultist base camps, as well as many smaller heretical camps, and logistical hubs and supply lines. Progress is difficult to measure, however, as the cultists can easily reinfiltrate an area after the legions depart. The local forces that are left in place do little to deter the forces of evil. Additionally, with the losses inflicted on the heretics are usually great, the bodies are usually never not recovered for purgation by flame. The heretics' losses are readily replaced by more, soul, more souls corrupted by the influence of the Great Rift. Meanwhile, the Elysians' loss, losses are not so easily replaced. Due to the grueling nature of war, the 7th Elysian Regiment has managed to produce combat regiments from Elysia. Unfortunately for the regiment, the arrival of those replacements is unpredictable and most companies are under strength. Cool. Wow. Okay. So that's that's Andrew's story about his Elysian drop troopers that are on Navarre's Folly. So we went through the genesis of the cultist uprisings. Yeah. Um, they arrived after the advent of the Great, Great Rift, Rift. Yeah. which makes sense because they Games Workshop constantly talked about how that kind of shook loose all of like the 
the cultists throughout the entire <laughs> galaxy. Sure. You know, kind of cultist uprising spiked and mm. chaos activity like found roots where it should never have before, yeah. right? So I like right that they tie hearts. it. Yeah, oh man. Oh, right in our hearts. Oh man. <laughs> I like that uh Andrew ties it into that. I think yeah. it makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that, yeah, his bad guys, the cultists are just as fleshed out as the good guys. Like we know what their motivations are kinda. We it's know just to their... spread chaos and discord. It, it, yeah, yeah, and like th- there's a lot of information on even how they operate and what they kind of yeah. do. So what are their targets? What are they yeah. looking to do? There's also some mystery to them. What yeah. did they do with these bodies? <laughs> yeah, What's the own... purpose of it? <laughs> they clearly not fucking around, right? You yeah. know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah. making some moves. Uh... Yeah. they obviously have a very well fleshed out communication network because yeah. they're going from place to place, even so as far as like when the Elysian troops clear something out, yeah. they go back in. Yeah. When they know the Elysians are gone. Yeah. yeah. That that's like a, some good in, intel on their part to learn that. Um you also gotta wonder is who's controlling them? You know, like is it yeah. some one person or is the purpose just for bloodshed and yeah. stuff? Is there some greater goal that they're doing here? So they can move quickly too, which is a threat. Like they mm-hmm. work the whole place out overnight. Like that's pretty impressive. Um, they sound dangerous. Um, yeah, let's go. Cool. Now, when they're talking about guerrilla warfare, it's like how many guerrillas are we talking? about? At least five hundred guerrillas. Uh, that's a uh, fucking war. There's nothing. There's nothing scarier than a weaponized gorilla. Were you alive during the the ostrich wars there, Dylan? Oh yeah, the, 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 the emu, the, the emu, the emu wars, battles yeah. and ostrich wars. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I, I led the charge against the emus. Oh my god! Uh, wow. You know, I was. Is strong. that how you was got it? that scar? Yeah, I did. It was the emu pack, and uh, you know, I rolled and tumbled, and it was a big hard war. But you know, this is all the foundations of what I'm building my war bands together. You know. We learn our lessons. You know, the emus were a formidable <laughs> adversary. But, hey, the next battle against Warhammer will oh go my. much more swimmingly. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Note to ask self. Ask me again about the emu fucking war. Do you have any times I've been asked about that in this goddamn place? Note to self. Avoid yeah. talk of the emu wars. <laughs> yeah. It's because you're ridiculous people, and it's hard not to bring it up, you know? So, Ghost, you're Australian. Do you know this guy? No. Oh, do you know what Vegemite yeah. is and the emu war? Oh, uh, yeah, get out of my face, guy. Yeah. Wait, do, we, do people unironically ask you about emu wars? Like, is this a real thing that oh, I don't yeah. know? yeah, I have been asked so many times. You'd be like, like, have you heard of the emu wars? And I'm like, yeah, you guy, think that's I've like been on the internet, bro. Australian history, like, it's, like, waved around, like, do we all learn it in school? <laughs> no! You, you saw it on YouTube in some fucking meme, you know what I mean? It's the only reason you know all that. I'm sorry. I thought Mark was making a joke, and I did not know that the emu wars were a real thing. <laughs> Serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were so overpopulated that the government actually couldn't do anything about it, so they conceded. The emus won. That's the long and short of it, essentially. Yeah, like they tried hard to eradicate the species and they couldn't. They failed. And they couldn't. Yeah, it failed. Yeah, yeah. That's but, the long and short of it. Anyway, go just be the glad they're video. not gorillas, man, because they will fuck you. <laughs> up. I was gonna say, we're bringing it right <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. Emus don't even have hands. <laughs> How can you lose wait, wait, a wait, war wait. against something Hold that up. can't hold any guns? Army, yeah. army of- <laughs> Army of emus versus army of gorillas. Go. Gorillas. gorillas? I'm afraid. I, I think they might join forces and come after us. Honestly. Is so much faster. So much faster. Give them credit. And oh. they got talons. They don't like ostriches. Sure. But mm. They could peck you. I don't know. <laughs> Pecking's pretty gross. Hard. Maybe. Annoying. I don't know. <laughs> With... With the amount of pr- like little to no research I have done on the combat capabilities of a platoon of gorillas versus a battalion of emus, I'm gonna have to give it to the gorillas. I'm gonna, guys. I'm gonna have to flesh this out. Someone write in what this narrative will be. We need to put this together as a story. Uh, but back to Andrews, I guess the Elysian drop troops, the yeah. magnificent seventh. Yeah, the, the, it ends with them winning the battle. That's how we bring it back. There we wow. go. Wow, they all crash I, on in. 
I really like um, just any time people like add little personal things. Like they have the cat girls. They got the ticks on their helmet for combat drops. The like, tiger stripe on the carapace. Yeah. The the quote from the Colonel uh, Harris. Ooh, that's a good um, quote. Yeah. Yeah, his twenty years service. Um, yeah, the their per, their use of sentinels in the forest. Um, they're how they all love plasma weapons, <laughs> but they're constantly reprimanded to stop <laughs> wasting their munition. And yeah, I'm, I'm so afraid I get a submission of this caliber coming like when I record my. How podcast. are you gonna shit on? Because we're meant it, yeah. to make fun of it. This is just really good. This is like okay, yeah. this guy's obviously thought a long time about this. Yeah. Um, and has reread it and proofread it many times. Like this yeah. is yeah, this is solid. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, good work, it. Andrew. I mean, you're probably one of 100 million Andrews, but whoever Andrew you are, all Andrews take credit. This is your work. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Wow, how but, they got them together to write this <laughs> if you're andrew give yourself a nice pat on the back <laughs> yeah. good, on you, good for, for you so good. attractive um, can you think of anything that you might be missing or that you think is still unanswered hmm honestly i don't know for me i don't know like i like they got their purpose there they're gonna do it um yeah i want to know their defection rates um um, has the Chaos Cult ever spread into the PDF? Even? Yes, is there a PDF or yeah. this planetary governor? Is he under some kind of scrutiny for the fact that he's kind of allowed this laxity to happen? They talk about how the PDF mm. was—it just is like a veneer of competency. Yeah. You know, has anyone dug into it and tried to? take down the root of this rot yeah it's gonna be some kind of corruption like i'm more curious and know like the governing bodies on this planet like what how deep that corruption goes whether they are leaning more towards the side in the astro militarum whether they help them out or whether they you know fall to their own corruption and kind of secretly help the cultists in 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 selfish ways you know Mm. to to get small gains and small advantages and Um, these questions might seem like very specific but he's Andrew has like built a pretty fleshed out thing for us that we get to ask these questions. Yeah, yeah, we get yeah. to actually dig and kind of peek under things that we <laughs> normally can't do in a lot of people's uh, stories. But this thank has you. been very, thank very you, well Andrew. put together. Andrew, yeah. thank you. No, really, seriously, thank you. This is so refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Way better than the stuff they send into LTL. <laughs> I write all the submissions to my own podcast. Anymore. It's all fucking made up, anyway. It's all made up. Matt and I make it all up. <laughs> is is this new? Is it Beatus? Is that a new submission? Yeah, that's an- yes. Oh, so we have three or two. We're gonna do as many as we need oh. to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've always liked drops regiments. Very cool. Yeah. I'd collect. Yeah, I feel like I don't see nearly enough of them. Are they Forge World models? Yeah, like Legion Drop Troopers. I don't even think you can buy them anymore. So we, okay, um, so it's a discontinued. I think they just did last year, yeah. So I one see. of our guests um, for a couple episodes back on LTR was the listening Drop Troop people that are making the oh, rule yeah. set for it. Oh, yeah, okay. On that Discord, that, and we like, talked to those boys. Yeah. The book that they're writing. Exactly, yeah. 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 And it's like there's a whole friggin' army of people on, on their own Discord supporting it and contributing to it yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so it's cool to see, like... Someone's fully fleshed out lore that's, yeah. you know, kind of, like, loosely based on it. But um, mm-hmm. it was cool. I just wanted to connect those points. Go back, listen to LTL. Go on. Yeah, yeah. No, that interview was pretty cool hearing yeah. all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, Talking yeah. Talking to those guys, they're all awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely go and support them if that's what you're interested in. If this story speaks to you, look how hardcore that guy looks. He looks, Look at those he lips. Angry. Well, you know, he's had to kill his <laughs> best friend. He looks a little upset. Yeah, I think he's definitely killed a few best friends, I think. Yeah. No, not killed, but he's watched them die, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, chaos roots into the cult, and you have to kill your best friend because he's now a cultist. Why you're Sad. Cultist. Why you're cultist, Billy? Yeah, Elysian drop troops <laughs> definitely something that aren't highlighted uh, enough in the like fan culture. Mm. You know, 
Yeah, like you hear all the time about Krieg, but Legion's yeah. pretty fucking sweet too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool. Uh, all right, let's read more. I need, cool. yeah, I need practice actually roasting some of this. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with this guy's name, Beatus. Oh, dude, Beatus. guy. All right, Beatus. More like fetus. You know, like, why are you going to be... Why are you gonna be a beatus? It's not a very, it's not a very nice. I clearly put the man, wrong man, in charge of roasting here. (laughs) You know what, Dylan? No one's great on the first try. So, do you want to take another go at and see if you can come up with something better? Maybe take a minute, write some jokes if you need (laughs) to. Okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll record this episode. We'll release it. I'll listen back to it and then I'll think of a better joke. Nice, and then I'll come back and you'll and I'll DM it to you. And yeah, yeah, then we'll have a laugh individually. But you don't get that as a listener. You don't get that. <laughs> I think Dylan is trying to hold our listeners hostage. <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Beatus, we have no title, so we're just going to go right in. Okay. Uh, who wants to pick I'll it off? It. All right. So, no shit. There we are. Were in some emperor forsaken city on yet another blasted out world on the edge of the segmentum. Deployed along catachans of all people. The traitor regiment we were fighting had crossed three canals in the past 12 hours, and some, gen- and some general decided we needed to hold that specific canal at all costs, just like the last three. <laughs> <laughs> so, Klaus, my partner in crime, and Pack Mule, and I were dispatched with a centaur to go demo one of the bridges across it. Big thing, probably beautiful ones too. Two clicks along and six lanes across, we made our reinforced ferrocrete two meters thick, the Balerian Bridge, as the street sign called it, made to last. Luckily, that wasn't really an issue. We brought along four huge melted charges, blow straight through the core struts, and drop down and drop some heretics two hundred meters down into the drink. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. Sorry, easy there and back in time for Chow. Oh, would you look at that? Oh, fuck, I lost it. Someone pick it up. We almost made it too. I was down on a rickety little service walkway fixing the last charge when the comm beat spoke in my ear. Hey, boss, they're coming. 2,500 at five minutes tops. We got to finish up. We hadn't counted them on moving that fast. Figured we'd be dealing with a long, slow convoy. Lots of armor, maybe some trucks. But that's what the catachans further out said they'd, uh, said they'd been hit with. Jesus. Uh, nope. When I was finished setting the charge and got back up to the lap, to the blacktop, I was looking at a good 10 to 20 sentinels uh, booking it up the avenue straight up on the ramp to the bridge. Klaus handed me the binos and hopes that they might be friendlies retreating were crushed. Red and black? Check. Defaced Aquilas? Check. A general sense of bloodlust and malice? Check. <laughs> Although the last one could have been just been our friends from Katachan come to think of it. But nope, these were genuine traitor guards. Uh, barreling towards us down the caseway, spikes and all. We looked at each other and did what any good servant of the Emperor and humanity would do. We hoped in our centaur. We hopped in our centaur and drove like the despoiler himself. Said he wanted to wear out skins and have a spotted. And having spotted us, the arc enemy open fired. In case anyone knows, they're not hopping on like a centaur. Like a centaur is like a tank. Obviously. No, it's a uh, it's a half human, half horse hybrid. Yeah, yeah, we've where seen the this. the yeah. bottom half is two human legs, yeah. <laughs> and then from the waist up, it's the uh, torso of a horse. So you get the two front legs of a horse and a big horse head. That's, that's what a, they're riding. Oh, sorry, okay. that's a reverse centaur. <laughs> the reverse centaur, right? Right. Oh, multi 
Multi multi lasers traced our heels, and auto cannon rounds dinged off the back top as we weaved through, and sometimes over abandoned civilian road cars. And Klaus squeezed the triggers of the mounted stormbolter like they owed him his month's pay. The centaur was doing well in the open, and we were maintaining solid distance, and it looked like we were going to make it to a safe minimum distance. We were about 100 meters from the end of the bridge when an autocannon round flew straight between Klaus's legs, right over my shoulder, and straight into the engine compartment of our brave little transport, stopping it dead in its tracks, throwing my gunner from his perch. Both of us landed in a heap on the decking and immediately got up and scrambled out of the vehicle. I was sure we'd get disciplined for abandoning issued equipment, but whatever lashes they gave us out, uh, gave out would be preferable to being flayed alive by a traitor with a rusty bayonet. <laughs> Klaus and I didn't care or didn't dare look behind us as we made a break for the quagmire burned out vehicle wrecks ahead of us. Hearing the whine of the Sentinel's server servos draw closer, hearing the whine of the Sentinel servos drawing closer, we had both ducked down and run hunched alongside the wrecks. And that turned out to be right choice as a heavy bolter swept the insides of the wrecks, trying to catch us, using them as cover. Sparks and shrapnel pinged off my helmet as I tried as hard as possible to make myself one with the pavement. One of them started. Uh, one of them stared closer than the rest and caught me while I was moving from wreck to wreck. The next was still meters away, and I was caught out in the open with an arc enemy closing in, guns blazing. I swore. I hit the plunger on my detonator and dove for cover as Klaus did what he could to cover me. About a second later, I heard a loud roar, af a loud roar like an afterburner firing, and then af like an afterburner firing, and then an earth-shattering boom, and then the bridge began to crumble from its central strut out. Big explosion. Klaus and I hit the dirt and said out litanies of protection until the shaking had ceased, and sometime after two. Slowly, I opened my eyes and got from my feet in a hunch. Got up to my feet in a hunch. I looked back towards the direction of the Sentinels, and a mere twenty meters from where I was standing, there was a sheer drop off where the bridge broke. The drop and dropped the traders into the canal below. The Emperor protects indeed. We call for a ride, and we didn't end up getting chastised by the commissar. After all, we were uh, we were damn big heroes. Uh, and then this is like it says notes. That's the end, or is that attached to this? That that's the end uh, of this like little story. He is still has more information. Oh, I see. I see. Um, notes: The 144th Karelian curb stomp is. It... Maybe we'll uh, talk about that story he just wrote. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very cool. I really like actually the way it's written. It's it's written... it's a guy telling a story. Yeah, it's very awkwardly worded, but it's intentionally like. A guy, yeah. Just... Yeah, it makes a lot more sense when if you take the time to pre-read it, and then you can add inflection and emotion. Yeah. Like, there's lines up top that are like, uh, um, like so Klaus, m my partner in crime and pack mule, and I were dispatched to the centaur to go yeah. demo. Big thing. Probably beautiful ones, yeah. too. Two clicks long, six lanes across, made of reinforced ferrocrete, two meters thick. Like, this guy obviously really likes talking about bridges. <laughs> right? Like, you get little bits of his character storyteller. Yeah. yeah, like, this guy is telling this. Uh, yeah, I really like the way it's written. Yeah, no, you're right. It, um, it was a bit jarring going from uh, the previous story, which was just kind of more yeah. factual, to this one that's more descriptive and written, like, and written more in a... Yeah. Of a it's cool little switch. Person, I like it. Personal kind of take to it. Yeah. And, and thanks for saying that line better than I did. I, I kind of chewed through when I read it. <laughs> it's it's tough. Like, I get it. <laughs> you understand uh, the connotations he's trying to use. Yeah. And, like, where he's putting, putting his inflections and stuff. Um, Very cool story, though. Like, I don't know. Fucking sweet. Blows it's up just, a huge yeah. bridge. Like, yeah, and I, he's <laughs> recounting it. And, yeah. Like, you can see the things that he thought were important that he's focusing on. Yeah. Like, he's 
pretty scared the of face getting... Aquilas? Check. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's got a lot of flavor. It's blood, got a lot of character. Blood, lust, and malice? Check. <laughs> or maybe that's just the catacans beside me, you know? Like... Yeah, it's humor. Like, it's laced with a lot of goodies here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a actually quite well-written story. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Beatus. Thanks, Beatus. Um, he has more information <laughs> just about stuff, so I'll, I'll continue to read. The 144th Corellian Curb Stompers is a regiment centered around combat engineering, usually in urban terrain and urban siege, and house-to-house fighting using vehicles for almost entirely transport purposes. Uh, demeaning and sapping. Demining? That- De- demining, oh, demining. <laughs> Demining and oh yeah yeah that makes sense. Demining and sapping are the two main roles, and they are almost always deployed as frontline support regiment, and are spared out along the a battle grid. The 144th use standard Canadian gear and wear gear added like respirators, lights, extra pad, and close combat weapons. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, sapping that's like digging tunnels and shit. And demining is clearing uh, landmines from a field. Cool. Okay. I, I like this. I, I should have used that. Mm-hmm. For, like, got that from context, mm. but I definitely had to Google that. Mm. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Like, you don't hear a lot about like combat engineers, but like that's yeah. sweet. Like going blowing up buildings, going doing like that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Demining like is just putting the mine back together after you've mined resources. <laughs> you take the explosives out of the mine. <laughs> now demine the mine. We mined it. Now we got to demine it. Put it all back, boys. Put it back together. Uh, Wrap it up. This is sick. The battle for Ormond. Uh, Imperial record name Ormond. He has some like Lexicanum style like format here. Uh, moons, Seraria, and Analian. Unlaun. Tau Empire name. H-G-A-R-A. Hagara. Hagara? You know, there's some stuff. Oh, so this is the same planet. Yeah. But there's an imperial name for it. There's a town name. And there's even a Necron name for <laughs> yeah. it. Isn't that funny? I if, mean, oh, they all must be players in the story. Yeah, like, I, I think this guy, him and his girlfriend, the girlfriend collect... I won't ruin the story, but... <laughs> But, but what, let me quickly run. That's yeah, right. yeah, I'm not gonna say anymore. Okay, okay, okay. okay. But yeah, so it is, is it is two people, and they're collecting a bunch of stuff and running this huge narrative together. So nice, cool. Yeah. So this is the battle for Ormorn, uh, imperial record name Ormorn, Moons Saradin Aunlan. The Tau Empire name Hagara, Moons Saria and Sicia, and the Necron name Gamma Karine, Moons Tnoc T and Aquile, 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 Aquile. I was gonna yeah. say that. Similar to Holy Terra and a quarter bigger, Ormorn straddles the line of the Tau Empire. Long before the Tau claimed the planet, the Necron claimed this planet and destroyed all life on it, before going into the Great Sleep that the Silent King put them in. For when he returns, him and his warriors will conquer the galaxy once more. The Tau Empire discovered it only recently. The planet has thick jungles, snow-capped mountains, oceans, rivers, deserts, and valleys. The planet was ripe for settling. A thick asteroid field was on the outside of the moons, which have raw materials for mining, which the Tau exploited for them without having to mine on the planet. When a company of ultramarines landed on the planet, they saw it was settled before them, but the inhabitants were gone. Only thing that was left was their housing. No sign of a battle. No corruption or any vehicles were left. Just empty space. When the ultramarines moved in and they claimed the land, they realized they were not alone and discovered it was a tomb world where the original inhabitants woke up. Mm-hmm. The eighth company was quickly being overrun. A signal for help was lost, or a signal for help was sent, but it never reached its target for unknown reasons. The company command, the company numbers were quickly being dwindled. Only a small handful of ultramarines were left. After salvaging weapons and ammo, fortifying what they can, and planned precision strikes. 
They destroyed what Necrons that had awoken. When reinforcements finally arrived, Raboot Gelimin and a few companies of Ultramarines landed on the planet. A blinded and mute Captain Skjorn and a small force of about 40 Marines was all that was left. Seeing the bravery, sacrifice, and dedication, Raboot Gelimin gave the planet to Skjorn. An apothecary attempted to fix the wound of Captain Skjorn, but he refused. Years passed as the Ultramarine Eighth Company became the Ghost Wolves, the Armor Black, uh, eye lens light blue, face mask red, the right shoulder pad gray. Unlike typical chapters, they don't have, they do not have roll markings. They use colors: uh, green for infantry, elites deep red, fast attack charcoal, and heavy support deep blue. As the years progressed, the Adeptus Sororitas sent a small force to the planet, which they made the Order of the Iron Shield. A small Astra Militarum sent a small force which grew into Ironhound Regiment. Adeptus Mechanicus sent a Mars detachment to one of the moons with the asteroid belt that surrounds the planet. It has a near infinite, I'm assuming this supposed to be infinite resources as asteroids race past. I know, but why would you have a near finite? You either have finite or it's... So I, I think it's supposed to be a near it's infinite. It's finite made infinite. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be, it has a near infinite resource as asteroids race past them that are rich in minerals. Yeah, so almost infinite. There you go. Uh, House Hologmi was the last military organization to move to the planet. The planet is a republic. All military leaders and civilian leaders make up the government on the planet. The human populace votes in the elect officials. Is this written by the same people? This is also Betis? Um, it doesn't have a name. It, it doesn't read the same. So hold on, this the the Ghost Wolves. Where where did you get to? Sorry, the battle for Ormorn. Yeah, that should be the same people. I'm just reading that too. What's crazy too is so they mentioned the go uh, the Ghost Wolves. Yeah, and then literally like completely unrelated person. The next listener lore was sent about the Ghost Wolves, but it's an unrelated thing. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm trying to rummage Dang through it. And, I think this is all still by Betis. I'm looking at his story now, and this is all Betis still. Movie. Okay. Um. It's it's written differently, um, and it even feels different, because this one doesn't yeah. have the Corellian curb stompers in it at all. Hmm. Right? Uh, maybe so I'm messing this up. No. Mm. Whatever. Let's, yeah. let's kind of discuss them separately. So sure. do we have anything else we want to share about the 144th Corellian curb stompers? No, it was cool. It was no. a cool story. Yeah, yeah. 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 I really liked it, too. I yeah, liked seeing definitely. the uh, perspective from someone very different who's kind of retelling a story to a bunch of people in his, in his crew. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, his uh, choice of how he's telling the story and how he's given, delivering us the law. Like, it's a stylistic choice, but I think it was well delivered. Mm-hmm. And so then we get a little bit more information about the Corellian Curb Stompers, you know. Um, they're centered around combat engineering. They use standard Cadian gear with more gear like respirators, lights, extra pads, all that stuff. Yeah. And then we kind of step into a completely different... World. I think it is by somebody else. Sorry, I it's forgot to put your name. Right. It, yeah, it, it feels is. different. The uh, language okay. feels different. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just forgot to put the name down. Sorry. Uh, whoever wrote this next one, I'm gonna find it right now. If somebody reads, yeah, yeah. I'll, give I'll you a keep talking. Yeah. I can keep talking about yeah. it because it's there's a couple things we can. This is a popular uh, planet. Hey, cover. it has a lot of uh, quite the history. Um, yeah, it seems to be like a lot of people actually want to get their hands on it. So it has assets, Imperium, yeah. it has Tau, it yeah. has Necron. Started and with Necron. I kind of think that it makes sense because of how resource rich it seems to be. He's uh, justified it, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. With popularity. 
Yeah, uh, I think a lot of times people build these planets mm. and they're like, oh, everyone's fighting on it. Everyone wants to be here. Yeah. But there needs to be a purpose. Like, there's no reason to throw bodies at something if the only reason is to throw bodies at it. Yeah, and in a lot of bodies, too. Like, you've really got to justify it. It can't yeah. just be like, we need stone. We need stone. or some shit, you know? Like, when... Uh, when we were playing, it must have been fifth or something. When was Dirt World, Mark? Dirt World, yeah. Dirt that would have been like uh, sixth edition, sixth I think. Edition. Like. So when we were playing uh, 40K, we needed a reason why all of our armies were all on the same planet fighting each other. Okay. Because it didn't make any sense that, you know, yeah, you're yeah, fighting yeah. on one section of the galaxy and then the same person is also fighting on the next one. So gotcha. we said that all of our battles took place on Dirt World. But one of the stupid things about it is it had there was no reason for any of us to be on Dirt World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than duh. We uh, want yeah, that dirt. Exactly. So I like that. Um oh you got the name? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Jeremy. Jeremy wrote this and he also did write the Ghost Wolves as well. So oh, I just I just put the names I in see, weird. I see, I see. So it makes sense that they're connected. Yeah, now. I just did the dumb, you know. We don't okay. hate you. You're really bad at copy pasting. <laughs> it seems simple, Tough. but in practice. <laughs> it, Eric taught me a new thing. You can copy paste without formatting. It's it's a crazy world. Yeah, out there. you go like format and then clear formatting. It's nice. It's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I have learned a thing or two since doing my own podcast. <laughs> no, it's weird. My mom, like, I don't know, five years ago, not even. I had to teach her how to copy paste. She wasn't aware that's a thing you could do on a computer. And I saw her manually doing shit one day, and I'm like, you can press these buttons, but she doesn't know how to press buttons. It, it didn't really help, to be honest. But but there's a story, and I appreciate it. Old people are dumb. <laughs> I love you, C-Bum. <laughs> I love you. Uh, the story's sick. Uh, it's cool. And sorry I forgot your name, Jeremy. Um, thank you for taking the time to write it. So I'm, I'm trying to get through the history of Ormorn. That's yeah. a lot. It's very thick. So... There's a lot of events. In first, first people are the Necron. Yeah, they find the world and they go to sleep. Yeah, and then the, Tau rock up. And the next are the Tau. Um, so the Tau Empire no, no. discovered it only recently. Well, because yeah. that's definitely huh. the order yeah, that he they, puts uh, it in. Then... But then it does, they should have left because mm. when when but then they introduce the Ultramarines. Yeah, it so gets when sewed it in. Yeah. So the reason why is because when a company of Ultramarines lands on the planet, yeah. they saw it was settled, but the inhabitants were gone. So you never I don't think we ever hear why the Tau left. I would imagine cuz there's a fucking tomb world and they were fighting the Necron They're like fuck this Yeah, world. when the Ultramarines moved in and claimed the land, they realized But there's no sign of a fight. A tomb oh. world and the original inhabitants were up. So I think it went mm. I think it went uh Necrons and then Ultramarines and then Tau. No, no. Nard, when a company then... of Ultramarines landed on the planet, yeah. they saw it was settled before them, but the inhabitants were gone. Only thing that was left was the their housing. Oh, no signs of a battle happened. No corruption or any vehicles yeah. were left. Just empty space. The Tau could have just left. They could have known. Oh, sh- and then the, so I think that's, some, anything that's something yeah. I want to know. If you're going to mm. tell me that the Tau mm-hmm. landed on the planet, mm. like if I know the information that it's Tau there, mm. I'd like to see if I can find out why they left. Sure. Yeah, what was the point? What was their purpose? Right, what's they... the purpose of telling me that the tower there other than showing us that there were houses here already? Sure. Other than Jeremy showing us that he knows that the tower is a race in 40K. <laughs> 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 to insert it into his story. You know what I mean? Right. And if the, it's so cool. If the oh, Ultramarines yeah. are bumping into the Necron, like are the Tau bumping into the Necron? So yeah. I'm a little curious yeah. what that... More interaction, I think. What that history would be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I... I get the desire to like flesh out the history, but sometimes I think you need a little bit more yeah. to really get the the feeling across. Because I don't I don't get what's trying to be communicated by saying, "Oh, the tower, we're here." Yeah. At one point, yeah. 
I think he's just trying to appeal to Mark, to be honest. Um, yeah, maybe. I think so. I do. I am curious. So, Scorn, Captain Scorn, and a small force of about 40 Marines was all that was left after, I'm assuming, the Tomb World woke up. Yeah. So, an entire company of, of Space Marines, which is a, a hundred Marines, give or take their, you know, auxiliary forces. Sure. Are completely wiped out to forty marines, which that's not that big a loss when I think about it. Like a sixty percent loss rate taking out a tomb world. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's that, not bad. It seems to um, be pretty pretty good. They've obviously done this before. I would say this is not their first tomb world. <laughs> it's not their first time fighting yeah. the enemies of mankind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't know. There's nothing wrong with this story. I just don't like when you put Ultramarines in. I read Reboot Gilliman's name. It's, it's just a like, little it's, tough. He I did agree. like. There's nothing in here that I was like, well, that doesn't happen. But it's just like the Eighth Company is a thing. They mm-hmm. have their own history. You've taken them and you've killed half of them. Right in the current timeline. Exactly because mm-hmm. Reboot is like, alive. Reboot's alive. So I yeah. kind of have an issue with that. But you know, it's what. What are you gonna do? You want you like the Eighth plays the Eighth. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, but, I uh, agree that this isn't how I would have written it, <laughs> but. Like, I completely believe that this could have happened That's the thing, in yes. the Eighth's history. Yes, I believe that. Yeah. So, I like it. I like it. Yeah. The change, though, from Ultramarines straight to the Ghost Wolves, maybe, because he has another section where he talks yeah. about the Ghost Worlds, and maybe we'll hear a little more about it, but how often does that actually happen? I think um, that's, that's kind of common, right? Yeah, like, there's, there's a good... Couple good examples, especially with Ultramarines. Like you have like Sons of Orar and like. So they all were Ultramarines at one point. Uh, just the captain and I think the command. Okay, so um, that would be could be like forty Marines. Yeah, like you, you it could happen for okay. sure. I, it, yeah. Another reason why I actually think is a good mark f- uh, for Jeremy yeah. is the uh, add of all the Adeptus Mechanicus on the mm. planet. Oh, because yeah, yeah. now they can have their gene facilities and yeah. they have armories on mm. there, so they don't. It's not like they have to request for yeah. um, like Mago biologists to come help them in their initiation rites or something. Yeah. So it's kind of turned into this hub yeah. for them, and I, I like the fact that it was gifted to them in recognition of their service. Yeah. So. Those are some really, really cool things about the story. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about the Ghost Wolves, honestly. And, like, if it was me, I would just not even include Ultramarines, especially if you're just going to change it into your own chapter. Just change it, in, like, then it's not an issue. You know mm. what I mean? Why aren't you just both of them? Well, why, like, if you're changing yeah. it from Ultramarines, why aren't you just the blue company of the left Northern Hemisphere? You know, you're just some random chapter. There's no need to get Ultramarines and Reboot Gilliman involved in this. And bringing the eighth and turning them into something completely different that they've never done. Mm. <laughs> but it just makes the story that much cooler. It dials it up. I don't know. I You're think I, epic I, I'm, I'm a piece uh, of shit and I can't overlook look, it. It's great, you know? like, right? And that's obviously the angle. He's, I think he's just trying to insert too many things into one yeah. thing. Uh, I think uh, more concise is better. But um, this may be an example of that. I'm excited to read about the Ghost Wolves because that's his own thing. It's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's I don't, go I don't have to. We don't have to pick this apart no. so heavily. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like how, yeah. <laughs> All right, I think I need to bring you guys on for the next episode of LTL. <laughs> and this is us being gentle. You yeah. want to see us fucking slam some lore? <laughs> Do you know the amount of atrocious lore I've read? None, because I don't read any of it. But <laughs> do you know how much atrocious lore has been read to him? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to be in the same room. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, uh, let's wolves. read about the ghost wolves. Ghost wolves. Ghost At the busted. age of 11, all males that want to become a space marine must go through trials. These trials determine their dedication and survival instincts and a gauge to see if they're able to survive the process of becoming a marine. There's the trial of honor. This is the first stage. When the child decides he wants to become a marine, he is taken from his home and is isolated from his family. They are told that some will become a space marine and some will not. They're put on a strict diet, daily exercise, and a strict sleep pattern. They memorize the names of the fallen that came before them or were killed in battle. During this trial, three months into it, the second trial, trial by ice. A group of them are stranded in the northern regions and are expected to survive. The harsh and bitter cold. This forces them to work together to survive and push their bodies' limitations and to lean on each other for help and trust each other, all the while memorizing the names of the fallen. Hmm. After a month has passed, the last months of the Trial of Honor, it's two trials of honor. They are memorizing names, undergoing tests every month before the final test is to name off all the fallen trainees and marines. If they fail the memorization part, they are removed from the fortress and are required to serve under the Astra Militarum when they become the proper age. Those that pass move towards the Trial of Blood which they receive the gene seed and their first steps in becoming a space marine. With each successful implant, they complete a different trial. As they get each implant, they are trained to use all sorts of weapons that they use. They are told to die for each other, protect each other, to care for the meek, defend the meek, and beware of the alien and defend the sister and the guardsmen's. Once they become a full-fledged primary space marine, a celebration is held in honor of them. All females that wish to join, that wish to become part of the Order of the Iron Shield, join the Sisterhood at age eleven. Okay, just a little break. We didn't really talk about the fact that there are is an Adeptus Sororitas um, presence on the planet. Yeah, as the years progressed, Adeptus Sororitas sent a small force to the planet, which they made the Order of the Iron Shield. Right, and then there's the Astra Militarum and the Admech as well yep. on there. Um, okay. The populace that doesn't want to become either must serve in the Imperial Guard at the age of 16 and serve a minimum of five years, or they can be recalled if war comes. The Order of the Iron Shield, Ghost Wolves, and the Imperial Guard all defend a certain point of each planet, and they all train together as well. They have various drills where the Canoness Preceptor Astrid, Astrider leads the attack. Some drills have General Queso Atius Ducisa II, leading the forces, and some drills have Chapter Master Skjorn leading forces. They all know they almost rely on each other when it comes to defending the planet and her people. Invaders that land on the planet that think the planet is ripe for picking quickly realize that is not the case. Minutemen have formed throughout the planet. Those that serve know the peace know that peace comes with a price, and it is every citizen's responsibility to protect that freedom. Being attacked by the Tau several times told the populace that there is a threat, unknowingly that the world they inhabit is also a tomb world, and the warriors that weren't woken the first time are starting to awake and will test the current inhabitants' will, determination, and fortitude. Cool. Major holidays on the planet. Do we want to break that down before we get into the rest of this? Uh, the rest more? of it is just like uh, organizational Structure and stuff. stuff. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a break. Um... So there's lots of trials, yeah, which I, really which I like. like. And I really like the whole, like, memorize the name. Like, they got this planet because of the sacrifice. Right. So it's, like, such a big thing, like... I wonder how many names it is. Yeah, that's it's probably many. Yeah. If it's, like, 
I mean, like, you can memorize 10 names. Hell, you can probably memorize 30 it's to 50. probably like, is hundreds. It like hundreds, right? Like, Maybe even, like, exceeding 1,000. Yeah. Because like, I thought it was less until he said that all the failed trials also, you have to remember yeah. their names. And Whoa. there are thousands of aspirants that fail <laughs> to become Marines. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of names. Yeah, like, you'd up. think he wouldn't say the failed ones, but maybe it's a reminder, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. like, uh, it, I don't It's know. one of those things where it's 40K, it's over the top, and it's like, I'll make that exception. Just, like, lighting 10,000 candles, you know? Sure, I'll make yeah. that exception. <laughs> or the, the yeah, Grey no. Knights Hall, how there's... Like a score of initiates constantly yeah. keeping a demon bound in a skull <laughs> yeah, in exactly. the middle of their. It's kind of one of those like comical things, like so that you're telling me they're spending like six hours recanting this. Yeah, and if, <laughs> and if they days, don't, they're spending days doing this. <laughs> I love it. Name by name by name. Yeah, and they have to list the name maybe and like died in this year, <laughs> fell to this. Yeah, like saved this brother with their if, life. And if you Sacrifice. forget little Teddy, you forget little Teddy <laughs> yeah. number 73, you're fucked, right? You Off to the guard. A space Marine. They're like... <laughs> so I was thinking, though, something about this is that seems very easy to fail. Yeah. Um, so I wonder yeah. if they're pop, if they have a really high, um, recruitment rate. Hmm. Or you know, they like, have just one name amongst any. They call each other Thread and, and George. <laughs> Those are the two names amongst all males on the planet, you know? Yeah. Jump's fucking easy. It's really <laughs> yeah. I like to um, think that yeah. they have a really high, cause you have to join it yourself. It's the trial of honor is when the child decides he wants to become a Marine. Yeah. So I assume that there are actually a large portion and all of them want to become these marines yeah. so it's, it's okay cool. if 80 percent of them fail to remember these six thousand names yeah. because there's so many yeah yeah um and then yeah they're just going to the guard anyway exactly something yeah. they already had to do exactly so, so they may yeah. as well shoot for the moon right they may as well yeah. try to be a space marine yeah i like the different stages like there's different sections that each have a different purpose yeah. it seems to move really fast yeah it, you'd think it you'd think it'd be harder <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean like it doesn't seem like it seems tough obviously but it doesn't seem uh, as extreme as I thought it might be. Like, they're just surviving the cold and, like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Um, you can memorize names. <laughs> memorize the names might be harder that, than fucking... Yeah, than the, the actual, like, physical trials. Yeah. yeah. Trial of blood. I like hearing Dylan saying, you can survive in the cold, no problem. Welcome How to was your... Uh... Hey, dude, I have a climate yeah. I'm still fucking here on it. <laughs> I have, in fact, survived. I can attest that, you know, it's doable. <laughs> um, one thing that is very cool that I learned this week, and uh, it does relate to this story, is uh, apparently, so we've talked many times falsely about the well, Space Marine age. Maybe falsely. You yeah. Know, yeah. Space Marine age. Okay. Yeah. It's the recruitment age. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it's uh, the standard Terran year is 1,000 days. Which or is, something around 1,000 days. Yeah, which to is... To get recruited. No, 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 no. the standard uh, Terran year. year. Oh. Well, anytime they talk about a year, oh. it's 1,000 Terran days. But our year is 365 days. But we live on Terra. But it's just like the Terran calendar. Like, it, gotcha. it's, it's yeah, not it actually... It doesn't have to like match the, up to our specific one. We just yeah. make it, and it's the calendar and year system that's used throughout the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. No point using a 365-day calendar specifically for one planet. Exactly. As opposed to a stand. So, having said all that, that means that their ages around 10 are actually closer to 20, which means when you hear them talking about, like, these hardened criminals, and you're like, it's a... It's an 11-year-old boy. Yeah, it's an 8-year-old. It's a 6-year-old you picked up. He's not a fucking criminal. Right. He's actually a 20-year-old criminal. Oh, or whatever. Not criminal, so, but you know what I mean. Like, 20-year-old badass now. Right. So you got to double their ages, more or less. Like, almost triple. Almost triple. Okay. Yeah. yeah, almost. So that was kind of... It's kind of like an off-note 
offhand comment that Matt found somewhere while he was yeah, reading. Yeah, it was, in, uh, it yeah, was right. in a Death Watch book, yeah. and it was from, like, 2009 or something. So it's not like this is old lore or something like this, or yeah. it's retconned, or... Because I believe the description of the recruitment of uh, Marines was spelt out in the 90s. Yeah. And in that one, they do tell you that they get them young. Yeah. And I think that... For me, maybe I just assumed it meant little, and it it's, I, it was only until this 2009 thing that they actually gave some kind of clarification of what young really meant. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, doesn't that make the year like year 100k? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about that too. Right? Because isn't that number based on like the Terran years that's like we live yeah. in? And if that time scale is <laughs> fucking out of whack now, then welcome to 100k, guys. Hey, welcome like, to 100k. Yeah, people have been asking for it, and now you know we're in it. You always hear people say like, uh, oh, I want to play 50k. We've already done it. We've done it. That's we're in the 100k. Past. That was yeah, so it, last uh, decade, century, <laughs> what's 10,000 years, I don't know what's but uh it's cool to think about that like when writing stuff because that always that was always a thorn for me like they're 11 they're yes. i'm just gonna go kick them and be a space marine now you know like they're not gonna do anything yeah i i agree that i yeah. i thought a lot of that was weird um yeah. it would be kind of neat if games workshop could clarify some of that stuff hmm. but i do know 100 percent. i'm willing to bet anyone if they try and clarify it, they're going to be like, well, time dilation works <laughs> weird with the warp. And maybe on some planets it is 40K. And on some it's right. 80K. Oh, so <laughs> as much as I want there to be a definitive answer, I'm very confident yeah. that no matter what answer I get, I'm going to be like, well, that was bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're grumpy. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I like justifying it. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to take six-year-olds to battle. I mean, like some worlds might, but it makes sense that you're a little bit older and probably yeah. can actually yeah. hand, like, hold the gun you've been yeah. handed sure you, they might start recruiting space marines for yep. cadets or whatever but like yeah when yeah. they're actually yeah so that's all um it's Time cool soon. any other thoughts yeah, on this? i like the I, trials um, uh, i like sisters of battle yep i like I, the fact that there's like that's that yeah. thing for them like hey i wish there was more though like you read all this shit about fucking primaris <laughs> and then you get <laughs> one line about the sister battle that's just super sweet and all you know is that they the order joined, of the shield, Iron Shield. at age 11. It's like, I want more details, man. Come on. Come on. Don't do your girlfriend dirty like that. Write us some good lore. <laughs> About the order of the Iron yeah. Shield. Yeah. Yeah, like what are their trials? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. How do they worship? Like, how, how do they practice? What's their do hierarchy system? Do they have uh, any weird uh, faith that they follow mm. that is like still allowed within the imperial creed but it's still on the fringes maybe sure you know, you like we're, we're malkador and the emperor brothers yeah maybe there's something weird yeah. like that or where, like they yeah. worship the they venerate like the mother of the emperor that they think exactly. is some mythological feature sure. yeah i i so, need more information yeah. on them because you gave me one line and you gave me way too many lines about space marines the funny thing is i wonder how you would feel about the space marines if they weren't primaris probably about the same oh okay i yeah um the hatred carries through. Yeah, it burns. It, it doesn't satiate. It only goes deeper and deeper. I get less vocal over time, but that just... <laughs> Your sadness is more introverted than extroverted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, obviously the focus is on the Space Marines. That's why he's yeah. fleshed out the most. He's not really focusing on, you know, the Iron Shields and all the rest of it. It'd be cool if there was more information there. I do agree with that. Um, we got some of the structures if you scroll down a little more, but it doesn't give oh. us much more details. Oh, okay, so sorry. Let me read this email. This is my rough background of my chapter. My wife plays Necrons. Okay, so. There we go. Good. You did your wife good. My best friend <laughs> plays my Sisters yeah. of Battle. 
And then he says, I play this. Blah, 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 okay. Blah, blah, blah. It's cool to see that they're building a narrative yeah. with all the people that yeah. play in the group. I mean, we do the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah. Like we have the world you're like, in. James, Nathan. Well, Dirt World. Yeah. Dirt World. World. Well, you're in. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we, we've done the exact same thing. So I under, I know that desire to make sure that everything fits nicely yeah. and all the, the pieces yeah. tied together. Um, but yeah. it, it can be difficult trying to give everyone the same amount of attention. Sure. Especially when some players might care way more about it than yeah. you do, you know. Like if if I build a backstory for my story and Mark does, we're gonna we're gonna spend four days fleshing out the planet that we're playing on mm. before we play a game. Mm. <laughs> you mm. gonna talk about the game? Play? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Days. But why is this happening? You're through a whole <laughs> political backlog. We're gonna we're gonna build the terrain, and then I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna go here, and yeah, then yeah. Mark's gonna say, yeah, because then I'm gonna do this because of this happened, and we've just planned out our entire yeah. attack. Again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's basically just role playing at that point. You're not actually playing Warhammer. You're not exactly. you're just describing the battles to each other. But battlefield <laughs> generator simulator. <laughs> but there are some people in our group who yeah. aren't necessarily like yeah. that, so it can be a little harder to tease information sure. and get that fun little yeah. stuff out of them. I don't so. care, man. I'm holding Jeremy personally responsible for this. Uh, Lack of sisters of yeah, battle lore. He, he's an adult. He has his own agency. He has accountability. Exactly. Um, you know, there's really no excuses to be honest. Submit better shit next time. Uh, exactly. All right. <laughs> Shall we uh, finish this off? We're almost done here. Yeah. Let's talk. A couple cool things. There's up. a couple holidays on the planet that yeah. I'm assuming uh, the Imperium recognize. So there's Remembrance, which is a day of celebration as the populace remembers the fallen warriors of Ormorn. There's Radiance Day, the summer solstice, a day of feasting, celebration. The first day of summer. Celebrating the first day of summer. There's Heimel Day, winter solstice, a day of feasting, celebrating the first day of winter. Mm. And then there's First Landing, a day to remember the surviving and fallen marines that defeated the Necron when they first landed on Ormorn. Better remember those cool. names, son. So there's summer solstice, winter solstice, there's remembrance for all the fallen warriors of Ormorn, and oh, then yeah. there's First Landing, which specifically is for the 8th Company yeah, Ultramarines. Like, yeah, the cool. brothers of Captain Skarl. Yeah. Uh, and then he's laid out like his chapter organization. So the Ghost Wolves structure. Each company has a different role. First, infantry, fast attack, heavy support. Uh, second is, these are like the different companies. Second is known for infiltration. Third is air support and superiority. Fourth is armor and dreadnought support. Five is rangers. Six is deep strike. Seventh is airborne units. Uh, Eighth is special tactics teams, and ninth is sea, air, and land. So they just do it all. What else is there to fight on? Everyone, Marines. Well, don't sea, forget about the air. fourth dimension. Yeah, oh, dude, and yes. like <laughs> uh, you know, paper. Ah, uh, like, yes. You know, they fight on acid. sea, air, land, and paper. <laughs> Volcanic planets are off the table today. Yeah, we don't fight on that. <laughs> no, 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 no ice no. planets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tenth company is scouts. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's these. interesting to note they have a scout company, even though they're Primaris Marines. Hmm, how does that work? The Primaris yeah. generally have scouts. Uh, I believe my current understanding is that they don't have a special company for scouts, and yeah. they kind of release them fully initiated. Yeah, as like oh. just like standard tactical Marines or yeah. whatever the fuck they call. I hope the scout kind of thing. I right? kind of hope it changes. I really liked the scout. Um, company when they yeah. had it for squat for firstborn marines. Yeah. So I hope they kind of go back to that 
much more regimented, strict Well, nature. you'll be happy to hear that GW is nowhere near milking their Primaris line. We're going to be getting models for Primaris Marines for years. So oh, one I day, am happy to hear. Yeah, so one day <laughs> you will maybe get a scout company wow. of Primaris. When F Space Marines are completely phased out and it's just Primaris, <laughs> yeah. you'll have all the same companies that you know and love. They're yeah. just, uh, you know, just a couple millimeters tall. That's all. That's it. <laughs> just a little bit beefier and, you know, you can paint them different. But where are my Primaris Terminators? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the inhabitants. Uh, he goes over a bunch of names. I'm, they, I'm gonna say them. You can say them. You're good at saying so, the names. Yeah, They're inhabitants of the Ghost Wolves, which were a successor chapter of the Ultramarines. So chapter master is Skjorn. The chapter chaplain is Kai Kaiuso. Kaiuso. Chapter Kaiuso. Chapter librarian is Flarius or Flerius. Chapter apothecary is Ardod. Chapter Tech Marine, Gaiuso, brother of Caiuso. <laughs> uh, and then Chapter Champion is Domark. And the Chapter Standard Bearer is Nayuso, <laughs> brother of Gaiuso and Caiuso. This is uh, Crouching Hot Tiger Hidden Dragon. This is uh, the Kung Fu special. Oh. So then we have the Order of the Iron Shield and the Canoness Preceptor. Oh, they even say how to say it. Uh, it's spelt Astridur. But it's pronounced Astrid. So why add the extra R? In all honesty, For why? Fun. Okay. Yeah, he, like phonetics can change all throughout the planets. Who knows? Like I bet you five dollars. No, why do we have silent letters though in English? Do you know? Uh, well, I don't think Astrid is technically English. Okay, I re I recall my question clearly. It's going nowhere. Next thing. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Let it's me to make language more beautiful and flavorful and to add different by, elements and by like, just you know, adding random letters. Let that me don't give do language anything? isn't meant to be efficient necessarily. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm sorry, Dylan. Let me give the actual correct right. answer. Okay. None of us know. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, there we go. That's, That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, okay. To make our lives harder, <laughs> I guess. So the Canonist Preceptor is Astrid of the Order of the Iron Shield, and then there's House. Uh, Log, log me, which is our, a house of imperial knights on the yeah. planet as well. Yeah. Um, I'm Jeremy I'm assuming them. that it's a Mechanicus aligned house, considering there is a Forge World Mechanicus presence on it. But that also doesn't mean they have to be. Hmm. Uh, and then we have the seven eight seventh Iron Hounds Imperial Guard Regiment, whose general is Kaiso Atius Ducisa the second. There's the 95th. So wait, did this guy, is he a brother as well? But he didn't remember well, the names. No and now he's like in the yeah, guard. Yeah. He's like the one <laughs> failed brother. That's hilarious. <laughs> Idiot. Get right, kid. Uh, the 95th Ironsides Battalion. The 961st Screaming Eagles Airborne Control <laughs> Battalion. <laughs> that was perfect. The, five, the 501st Bleeding One Infantry yeah, I'll Battalion. <laughs> I didn't actually mean to hurt myself. Take it though. down a notch. <laughs> That's a giant gloss object to my left. All right, yeah. I'll stay in my chair. Did you want another scar on your I head? I mean, it was bleeding one. I didn't really want to go through the bit, but uh, uh, some sharp objects around. The 795th <laughs> Rocky Tip Infantry Battalion. Oh, that sounds hot. And finally, the 603rd Rolling Thunder Cal Cavalry Battalion. Uh, it's the mat. Matt, Rolling Thunder Matt. Uh, there you got inserted in the story. So there's a lot of stuff here yeah um that's one way to describe it i'm wondering so okay there's i think there's i'm assuming that there's a large human population because you're feeding a guard regiment yeah. a couple you're feeding a space marine chapter and you're feeding a sisters of battle 
order. So there, my guess is there's a decent-sized team and population on here because their recruitment needs never end. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. The, yeah, because even like most planets, if, even if they have space marines, they don't have a guard regiment. Right, exactly. You yeah. have one yeah. that you're feeding into. So there must be a large human population. Um, my question is... Like, if there's such a high military presence, why are the Tau attacking it? Yeah, and, like, even, like... Why are they still there if there's a tomb world that's slowly awakening? Okay, so, who knows, obviously, why. But here's how I'm gonna... speculation? Here's my speculation. I'm gonna say, because, once again, the Tau are just, like, we've talked about them before. They have nowhere to go. They can't go east. They can't go north. They can't go south. It's just, this is the next planet on on their path. They have very limited paths. Shit, it sucks. It's very heavily militarized, but it's the only planet. Mm-hmm. That is true. Tau aren't good at avoiding conflict. Yeah, they, they, they don't have much... they don't have good ways of circumnavigating. Yeah. Kind of just to them, you know? Yeah, they're, yeah. Kind of, they're kind of forced into like, it. Yeah, oh, fucking, like... they just rocked up. They're using the warp, and we can't. So I guess <laughs> they're faster than us. Yeah, you know, so like... you kind of have to make yeah. sure that every okay. planet is. That's my my yeah, justification. Yeah. That's reasonable. That that's not a bad one. I think like the fact that this is like the only path they can take. Yeah. My next one is the uh, Necron. Just on population, similar to Holy Terror and a quarter bigger. So it's a big planet. Like, it's Earth's and a quarter size. Okay. He says that in one of the lines. Anyways, Necron. Uh, yes. Why are they still there if there's a tomb world there that is waking up? <laughs> yeah. And if there's all this military might, why haven't they just attempted to completely destroy? Like, it's not often that you hear of a chapter world co-inhabiting yeah like I don't... along with a tomb world yeah it doesn't make sense yeah. uh, unless you're utilizing it somehow maybe they're using it as a part of their training maybe they're using it for education at the end of the day it just sounds like a bad party you don't want to be at right yeah. like, maybe move. i feel like there's <laughs> better places to form your chapter actually yeah. and i'm well, well hold on what the Weren't the Necrons wiped out by the so, Ultramarines or whatever? I, don't, I they, think the Necron that had woken up oh. were wiped out. Because mm. they, they never clarified that the entire tomb world was cleansed. Are there still Necrons on? The, yeah, that's the question, right? There like, are. are they, okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a threat. Because they say here at the end, um, da, 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 da. being attacked by the Tau several times told mm. the population that there is a threat. Unknowingly. Oh. Unknowingly. Yeah, yeah. but Captain Skjarn would definitely know. Yeah. Maybe they just... D- don't know it's a tomb world maybe they thought it was just warriors big surprise i, I feel know like you have to dig deep okay yeah. but like, i feel like the mechanicus yeah. would definitely do scans of the planet yeah. as they're looking for minerals and resources so mm. i think that might be a little bit of a, a weird sign. loophole that uh who did this because you'd assume they jeremy knew. and maybe they fucking don't maybe there's something in the planet that like prevented them from knowing that like maybe yeah. this is they're particularly deep in the planet you know you the, the core's crust is particularly thick that you just can't scan. there's something unique yes. about it but, but it's cool it creates but a cool it story said, element. i think i do think that yeah, yeah. that should be clarified I, agree. I think there's enough there's enough things on here that if the like if the space marines don't know mm-hmm. would the mechanicus yeah if the mechanicus doesn't know would the uh Sisters of Battle, if they don't know, would the different regiments know? Like, yeah. there's so many different yeah. inputs for information that there needs to be a specific reason why they don't know. If mm. they don't know, then why don't they know? And if and they if do know, know then why know. are they still there? You know? Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. So those are things that I think you could really try and flesh out mm. in the planet itself. It's cool, but... I like the the Heimel Day, Radiance Day, First Landing, Yeah, yeah, little details like that are always yeah. nice, eh? What's your favorite holiday? Of uh, this world? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I'm gonna pick first landing. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it shows uh, you know, homage to the people that have flown in the past. I like that they, you know, still like the the seasons are relevant. Like, obviously, it gets cold on this planet, so you know, winter is a big deal. 
and they have that animal day to uh, to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, where's Christmas? Is there no Christmas? Well, Jesus oh, is birthdays. unreal. Oh to shit! Is he sitting on a throne? I had lost. No, my that's head. the emperor. Oh, sorry, my different, that's not the same person. Man. Different godlike figure, very similar though. They both both have don't have hair. your best intentions in mind. <laughs> They've got yeah. long hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I, even though just added elements, like you didn't have to include holidays in this. It's just kind of a cool like. What take would to... uh, what would you guys include? Let, let, let's make a holiday for this. For <laughs> uh, uh, it's gonna be like. Uh, there's gonna be a day where all the companies come together, where there's like some kind of big celebration. Yeah, there has like to be drill. like a parade day. Yeah, okay. correct. Yeah, yeah, like a, a day, a founding day, right? Um, that would be cool. Oh. Like where it's just like a joint operations between all of them. It's just yeah. a massive and it, parade. And it, it, it ends just... with a massive parade between everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's the day that Rabute officially gifted the planet to Captain Skjorn. Mm. That's the, the holiday. Mm. Because be that's when cool. they, it's like their independence day yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And all the people come together to celebrate it. Yeah. Um, mine is going to be a harvest because ah. obviously it's seasonal. Yeah. Yep. Right. They summer, have the summer winter. and the winter. It's impactful. So there's going to be a harvest where the all the people of the planet give back to the chapter for keeping them safe mm. and the order and oh, all the Oh, that kind of harvest. Yes. I thought we were talking of a Necron holiday where they would come up and harvest the population. <laughs> uh, that's the flayed ones, Mark? <laughs> to wave that up. That's a holiday for the Necrons. Uh, that's a we holiday. Have, have you ever heard of Halloween? Ah! Let me say a call. We have like all the Space Marine holidays but not all the Necron holidays. And it's like what they look for all year to celebrating. Like, yeah. They've just been waiting yeah. all year. When bedside so, alarm finally goes off. Theirs is actually on a 50-year rotation. Uh. Yeah. So they haven't even experienced it yet. They're waiting for their, their holiday to come where they get to harvest I the love, planet. I love Flare Day. Yeah, I love like, Flare Day. It's my favorite holiday. <laughs> so that's that's nice. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, give me more holidays. Let's party. <laughs> This is cool. There's so many cool words. I want to know, like, whether there was the connection between, like... There's so many cool the words. Kaosu, Gaosu, and... Uh, what was the last one? There was the brother that didn't make it. Nate, um, oh. Kaosu, Gaosu. Yeah, yeah. What's their story? I want to yeah, know. Kaso. Because one's a chaplain. One's a tech marine. Like, they're obviously excelling. Um, You know, there might be a bit of a story, though. Um, It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's... Hey, is that it? Thanks That's for all. sharing, oh, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, right. Good luck on your campaign as you flesh it all out and play some games. Sorry, guys. Fun. Don't you know that Necron always win? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's That's a tomb world after all. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like, heard look, it. you put some walks in there. I think you just, you're going to have the short end of the stick. I think you can go back to bed. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Why are you touching the levels every because time I Because you literally do not know how to control your voice. <laughs> and, sometimes you peep, and now it feels like you're goddamn whispering and nothing is picking you Hor- up. Horrible mic discipline, too, what? on that guy. Hey, I hope this actually sounds good. Last time I re- we recorded from here, it sounded like shit, all right? Yeah. I hope you guys have figured some things out between then and now. Yeah, I think right? that's because last time it was for like LTL or something like yeah. that. So it was like. But we oh, use this um... studio, so I'm going to blame this room. Uh, you know, it's got something to do with the people in it, too. You're allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah. But it is wrong. <laughs> That's my line. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, and I sound the best of them all. That, and I know because I have the most votes. You do um, have the most. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you exactly. are the the hostess with the mostest. I didn't know if I talked about that yet. But um, <laughs> so, can I claim my paycheck now? You guys, yeah, hungry? get out of here. Here's your check. Go home. Do you do you have Dylan's paycheck, Mark? <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's 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 not really a check more just pocket change I have. Well, I, I'm it. It's actually outside. <laughs> I've, I've called bullshit on that. I've seen that. I've used it as an excuse before. No, I came in here expecting a check, and instead I see a completely refurbished wall. You really uh changed up the studio here. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm about ready to open up the Lorehammer library for people to send their stuff in. And also the Lorehammer miniature display case. We want to yes. put your mod models on exactly. the shelves we're gonna, in video. Uh, we're going to make an address public soon for people to send things to us that they want us to put on our shelves. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and we can put them on the, the Patreon. And if you're a Patreon, you're going to be able to see them. And we're going to have them in our studio for you guys. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll yeah. have to bring something in. You need to get rid of these shitty Necron models. Yeah. Whoever put these up here is a <laughs> stupid idiot. You're a shame. You're a shame. I had limited things to work with, okay? <laughs> no, that's great. So last time I was here, like, obviously, if you're not looking on the cameras, because you've only got, like, 50 people on the cameras. But, but um, there was a giant curtain here, and now it's all changed up. Now it's like a... You've got, like, the kind of monochrome of the Lawhammer colors. You've got highlights of orange on these kind of, like, wooden panels that line the back wall. But then they've he's created all these different shelves with all these different kind of models on them and books. The whole thing's just looking a lot more personal and a lot more 40K. You guys have done a good job with this. It's cool. Now, yeah. Mark did good. You did yeah. well. This place um, expands, man. Me, me and Eric, we've worked together doing, like, a bunch of different weird projects and stuff, like building. And I always enjoy working with Eric. Would you ever knock this down? We've we've been... Uh, oh, knock I mean, it down? I, I like, no, I like no. the pillow wall. It's nice to just kind of lean back and be on the pillows. But, like, would <laughs> we, you ever, like, open this shit up? No, no, no. We no. are talking about redoing these sides in the video. Um, oh, okay. But we're still kind of working out. Like, we want it to be pretty, but it also has to be soundproof. It has to so, be functional. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of messing around, you know. So, like, and I'm not a sound engineer. Yeah. No. So. so you think of this room's twice as big it's going to affect everything oh yeah oh, there's, there's yeah. also so there's also no reason to make it bigger you've like, already calibrated well i mean yeah. it's a, i mean it's a giant studio because you guys make so much money oh yeah we make like 20 bucks a day at least <laughs> off of patreon so i we're, like we're, what you with the place it's cool i need to add some of my own little yeah well you bring us a model bring us an orc model yeah man. we got yeah, some maybe. of matt's models over there that so. is true ah! You gotta that. bring your one that has the banner of the yeah. uh it's oh, the, card. the card, yeah. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, what's, the, what's that? Magic. It's a magic yeah, card. It's a magic card, yeah. So it's and a, it's scribbled like wah on it. Or <laughs> it's something. a knob uh, it's a knob with a war banner, except I use I made my war banner out of a magic card. Yeah. And the magic card I made it out of it was overwhelming stampede. So oh, it, yeah. it's, it's all done up like as if the orcs drawn all over it in his own kind of funny way. But uh, no, that is one of the models yeah. I'm proud of. Yeah, yeah. If you want, man, you can park it over cool. here. If you, you know want. what? If you're a listener of my podcast, Let's Talk Lohama, Let's Talk Lohama, patreon.com slash Let's Talk Lohama, <laughs> you can send me an idea or send me an object <laughs> or send me something and I'll bring it to this studio and I'll mm -hmm. plant it somewhere in this room. So maybe you'll catch it on the camera. I hope it's a bomb. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You're about to reveal a dress to the fans. <laughs> I wouldn't be making this joke. <laughs> no, it's a P.O. box. You uh, know, you're going to get dicks. You're gonna unless you create dicks, a bomb gonna that's going to blow up four kilometer radius because that's how far away the P.O. box is. <laughs> now you know yeah. how big of a bomb you need to make. If you want to actually... That's all it is. You said it straight to just <laughs> I'm going to clarify something real yeah. quick for the people that might not have understood Mark's joking tone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a jokester. I don't like to, ever uh, send bombs in the mail? No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> that Anthrax is a much better weight use of mail. You don't have to worry about shipping fees because it's lightweight. Yep. Bombs are heavy. They're All right, clunky. Addendum number two <laughs> to our episode. Also, don't send anthrax in the mail. Let's, uh, <laughs> Unless it's to politicians, in which case, you know... Then once again, there's subclauses. Yo, it's the Addendum case. number three. <laughs> In the hundred thousandth millennium, it's a grim dark future, okay? Where we send each other friends explosives and it's not, it's not good. <laughs> 
Uh, well, Dylan, thank you for joining us yeah. on this episode of Listener Lore. Thanks for reading with us. It's I fun. know it's not the normal style of episode, and it can really... <laughs> like I said, it's good practice, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. And I know I talk a lot of shit, but, uh, you know, if you do enjoy this podcast, there is the other podcast, Let's Talk Lohammer, <laughs> where we talk about these guys. I almost thought he was going to, like, do us a favor. Like, yeah, if you like what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. He just... He always nah. brings it back. Yeah, well, he's a little I mean, weasel. Yeah, you created me. Are you aware of this? <laughs> you. I, oh my god. The power to make me, you have the power to destroy me. Mark, we are the monster. <laughs> oh no. We have unleashed this. Nah, thanks for tolerating me for a couple hours. That was nice. That was it was fun. cool. You guys have like better fans than we do. They're way more <laughs> the same fans. Wait, yeah, it's the same people. <laughs> right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the um, If you guys want to send us your listener lore so we can try and and read it and then talk about things we liked but more importantly about things we didn't like yep. uh, send it to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com that's one word l-o-r-h-e-h-a-a-m-e a-b-c-d-e-f-g <laughs> at gmail.com so which is spelled out. h-o-t-m-a-i-l dot com <laughs> yes sir <laughs> dot spelled d-o-t <laughs> um, if you are looking for more suggestions about maybe fleshing out your lore maybe this sparked something in you maybe you're on this episode and you want to kind of rectify some things or ask for clarification guys you should check out our discord oh we have an entire section where it's filled with homebrew lore people asking for suggestions and other people trying to help them flesh out their stuff so yeah. it's a great place um to hang out really and just talk 40k yeah it's where the party's at honestly yeah. the amount of feedback we get it's one of the better places to be so mm-hmm. um come hang out yeah you can even talk to us holy cow we might even reply well, well, maybe. Well. Nah? All right. We'll think about it. Uh, <laughs> other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was thanks, fun. Thanks, everybody. See G'day, guys. It's oh, another motherfucking podcast. Drop it like, like a bomb, bomb blast. blast. I think that was a leaving concussion. Okay.